Today's program is furnished by Speak the Word Ministries. Don't keep putting limits on God. If you want something, have faith for it and believe for it. And there is nothing on this earth with the help of the Lord Jesus Christ that you cannot do. Speak the Word. It's time to Speak the Word with author, Bible teacher, and evangelist, Pastor Joanne Ramsey. Speak the Word Ministries is called to teach God's Word and encourage the body of believers. Speak the Word. Speak the Word. God's Word. Speak, speak, speak God's Word. We invite you to visit us online at speakthewordministry.net. That's speakthewordministry.net. And now, here's Pastor Joe wrapping up her message titled, Renewing Your Mind for a Breakthrough. Speak the Word. Saints, remember, you are a three-part being. You are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. Your spirit is the part of you that was made in the image of God at the time of your rebirth, at the time you were saved, at the time that you became a new creature. And as I said before, the spirit part of you is the part that all of the life and the power of God flows through. And your spirit is also the place of revelation. It's the place of power and it's the source of truth. In other words, when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, your spirit was made new. But your soul, which like I said, that's your mind, that's your will, that's your emotions. In other words, that's your personality. That's the part that has to be renewed. That's the part that has to be transformed. That's the part that has to start thinking like God. Your body is the house in which your spirit and your soul lives in. And saints, your body expresses what the soul tells it to do. In other words, like I said, your soul acts as the filter. And the filter allows everything. Listen now. The the filter allows everything. That's the soul. That God has deposited in your spirit to flow through you and affect your body and your life. The power of God resides in your spirit and your spirit is the only part of you that can rule and control your flesh. That's the only part of you that can rule and control your flesh and that's your soul. But your soul must allow your spirit to flow through and affect your body. So if you're needing healing in your body, you have to allow your, the spirit part of you to flow through the soul to get to the body in order to receive your healing. What I'm trying to say, saints, is that you have to get your soul and your spirit working together so that you can receive from God the things that he has for you. In other words, if your soul only knows what it hears on the TV, as I was saying earlier, and what it reads in the newspaper or what somebody told you or what you Google on the Internet or maybe some religious or tradition, you know, a lot of people live on religion and tradition. Your soul will have no knowledge of what God's word really says if, you, if you're doing, you know, doing all this. And then you're going to be ruled by your body, your flesh. That's when you're going to be ruled by your feelings, by your emotions. That's why it's so hard for a person to receive their healing because, now listen to this, because if they don't feel something when they get prayed for, they don't think that they're healed when in fact you are. I want you to listen to this because it's so important that people get prayed for, you need to know that you're healed the moment that you get prayed for, not the moment that you got the manifestation. There's only one place in the Bible, I want you to listen to this, there's only one place in the Bible, and that's Mark 5.30, if you want to write that down, that's, that's that Jesus said that he felt power go out of him, and it's the only place where someone said that they felt something come into them. And look what the devil has done with that. 
He took that one passage out of the Bible and the devil has convinced us with that one passage, that one verse, that we have to feel something and if we don't feel something, we must not be healed when in fact we are. First of all, we need to keep in mind that we're not trying to get Jesus to heal us for Jesus has already done everything that he's ever going to do. And the Bible says that he's seated at the right hand of God in the heavenly places. But he also says that when that he's raised us up to sit and made us to sit with him in the heavenly places. So we've been raised up and sitting at the right hand of Jesus ourselves. He said far above the principalities and the darkness of this world. So we are seated high above the principalities, and the darkness. You know, what is the principalities in the darkness? It's sickness, disease, poverty, fear. Strive. We, we sit, we've been seated high above all of this. Saints, you don't have to feel anything to be totally healed. That's why it's so important that you renew your mind and, you know, that soulish part of you. You know, just a few nights ago, I have so many testimonies because like everybody else, whether it's me or my husband, you know, we pray for each other. I pray for him. He prays for me. I pray for me. He prays for him. <laughs> you know, we are a praying couple. Because I believe that everything works through prayer. I truly believe that with all my heart. I believe that there's nothing God can't handle. And I believe there's a word in here for it no matter what it is. And if I'll take it and apply it and believe it, I'm going to get it. And I'm a witness to that. Does that mean I don't have to fight? I had to fight him again this morning, like I said. I might have to fight him tomorrow. I don't know. But I'm a soldier. And so are you. You've been commissioned as a soldier. And I've been commissioned to teach the soldiers and become a better soldier myself and make you warriors so that you can fight and stand on your own two feet so that you won't have to take that beating from the devil every day, stealing from you. Just a few nights ago, David asked me, that's my husband, he asked me to pray for him. He said he'd been having some trouble with his feet and his legs swelling. He said there was a lot of discomfort on the bottom of his feet as well. So he was sitting on the sofa in the living room. So I sat down on the sofa and I took his feet and I sat down with him and I took his feet and I took his legs and I began to pray over them. I began to speak to his feet and his legs and I ran my hands over them and I command them to line up with God's word. And I spoke. We have to speak. We're going to get into that in just a minute. You got to say. You got to speak. So I spoke to the nerves. I spoke to the muscles. I spoke to the joints. I spoke to every part of them and I called them healed in the name of Jesus. Okay? Well, Saints, David didn't say that he felt anything. I mean, I prayed for him for a few minutes. And you can pray short prayers, long prayers. Jesus always prayed short prayers. It don't, you know, it really is not a matter of how long. It's just how effective she prayed. So it really wasn't that too long. But, but he didn't say he felt anything, but he knew that he was healed. And the next day, he had evidence that he was healed. Because no more swelling. The next morning, there was no more swelling. There was no more pain. Amen. Glory to God. But he did not experience it that night. And it kind of reminds me of Jesus and the fig tree. Think about that the next time that... You're being prayed for and you don't feel anything. Say, for one thing, say, Lord, I know that you told me that my flesh is going to lie to me and I can't trust it. 
So, but your word says I'm healed. And if you say I'm healed, I'm healed. And when so-and-so or Pastor Joe or Pastor whoever prayed for me, or, or it doesn't even have to be a pastor, whoever prayed for you, pray for yourself. Whenever I prayed myself, laid hands on me, the power of God was released in my body. Now it's affecting the healing and the cure in my body. Hallelujah. And you stand, you stand on that word, okay? But with the fig tree, we know that Jesus got hungry. He went to get some figs because it had leaves on it. I won't go through the whole story, but most of you are familiar with it. He went. There were no figs. He got upset. He cursed a tree. He said, you'll never bear any fruit anymore. And he went on about his way. He didn't stand there and look to see if the leaves were dying or the tree was dying. But he just cursed it from the root up. Just like when I prayed for David's feet and legs, just, cur- just spoke to it, cursed the pain, got, went to bed, got up next morning. 24 hours later, here comes Jesus, here comes the disciples. Peter looked, I don't believe it. Jesus, would you look at that tree? <laughs> that tree you spoke to, it's dead. It's dead. And what did Jesus say? He said, have faith in God. In other words, have faith in the word, because God is his word. That's what John 1 says. In the beginning there was the word, the word was with God, and he is the word. And the Bible says that everything on this earth is going to pass away, but his word will never pass away. It's always going to be here. Hallelujah. You have to realize, saints, that your body is not who you are. You are three parts, your spirit, your soul, and you live in a body. Saints, let me say this again. You are not the body. <laughs> You're going to get a new body. You're not the body. It's just the house that you live in. You are the person inside of this body. The body is the only part that did not get saved. And when you die, you're never going to see this body again. We just talked about that. When you die, you're going to step right out of this body into a glorious body. Hallelujah. Because the real you is the spirit. The Bible says in Genesis 3.19 in the New Living Translation, it says, By the sweat of your brow will you have food to eat until you return to the ground from which you were made. For you were made from dust, and to dust you will return, he says. And Psalms 146 says in the New King James, says that his spirit departs, he returns to earth, and that very day his plans perish. In other words, you came from the earth, you're going to go back to the earth. Saints, you may not know this, but whether you are born again or not, you're still a spirit, and your spirit will live forever. There is no such thing as dead, dead. You are the one, you are the ones that make that decision here while you're on this earth as to where you're going to spend eternity because your spirit never dies. So you are the one that makes that decision as to where you want to spend eternity because you will spend eternity somewhere because that spirit is never going to die. And I'm going to tell you real quick about this because sometimes some of you might, when I'm talking about this, about the spirit and how it never dies and how it never sleeps, is that uh, sometimes people have family or relatives that's in the hospital or sick or maybe they're in a coma or maybe they can't communicate with you. But I want you to go there and you read the Bible to them, read the word to them, read the word that's medicine. The spirit is asleep. The spirit can hear you. They may not be no evidence that that, that that person is responding or hearing you, but, but believe me, he can hear you or she can hear you. So you keep feeding the word, feeding the word. Feed. Just like that patient does not know that they have that IV hicked up, do, that, do they? But that IV is feeding them and keeping them alive. But that patient don't know that. So you speak and continue. If you know somebody, 
You make sure they speak, go and, and, speak, and read the word to them. Just keep feeding the word. You know, a friend of mine, she had a, a hospital a, a ministry in Georgia, and people come from all over the world. People are healed, walk, raised from the dead, whatever, for sure, for real. You know, they teach them the word. They go into hospitals, and they talk the word, speak the word to them, and keep speaking the word over them and speaking the word over them until they sit up. It's medicine. What does God say? My word is medicine to all your flesh. Didn't say your spirit, said your flesh. Everything that God has came into you. All of God's power, all of God's healing power, the Holy Spirit, everything, nothing got left out. God does not come into you in bits and pieces. We said that earlier. He gave you all of himself at one time. Are you hearing me? God sees you in the spirit. You are his workmanship, his masterpiece, his creation. In Ephesians 2.10, in the New Living, it says, We are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things that he has planned for us long ago. Saints, we're talking about renewing your mind for a breakthrough, as I said earlier. A person is either conformed or they're transformed, depending on whether or not their mind has been renewed by the word. The key transformation is to change the way you think, according to Romans 2. You, God takes care of your spirit, okay? God is the one that's taking care of your spirit. And he transforms it at the moment of rebirth, the moment that you received him. And as I said, the soul is your responsibility. Each person must make a decision to renew their mind and change their ways of thinking. And God provides the tool for this renewal, which is his word of God. The word of God must be given priority in your life. And I would like to share with you something that Brother Kenneth Higgins said that Jesus told him. Some of you may be familiar with Brother Kenneth Hagin. Uh, he's senior, long gone home to be with the Lord, I think, in 2003 or four. Mighty powerful man of God. I've studied under him for many years. He said, according to Brother Kenneth Hagin, he had several visitations from the Lord. And on one of these visits, he said he was teaching about the woman with the blood issue in Mark 5:25, And he said Jesus visited with him. And as he was walking away, after he had had the visit with Jesus, he said, Brother Hagin said to Jesus, is it all right if I ask you another question? And Brother Hagin said, he says, I have taught on the woman with the blood issue, and I keep thinking I'm missing something. He said, every time I teach it, I feel like that there is another message, something he's missing. And he asked Jesus, he said, am I missing something? Is there something I'm not seeing? And Jesus said, yes. And he asked Brother Hagin, he said, what did the woman do to show her faith? And Brother Hagin said he had to admit that he didn't know. And Jesus said what she did, what she said it. She said it in Mark 5, 28. Using the woman with the issue of blood as an example, Jesus pointed out to him that the woman said it. In Mark 5, 27 said, when she had heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. And immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up. And he said the Lord gave him these four steps. This is what he said that Jesus gave him. Jesus said, if they will follow these steps, talking about us, they will always receive from me. He said, the Lord told Brother Hagin, if anybody 
anywhere will take these four steps or put these principles into operation, they will always receive whatever they want from me or my Father. Step number one, say it. Guys, say it. And, and, and he, back, he always backs everything up with his word. In Mark eleven twenty three. he says, For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what those things he says will be done, he will have whatsoever he says. I want you to notice this. This is one thing that Brother Hagin said the Lord pointed out to him a long time ago. He told Brother Hagin, said, notice, he said, how many times did he say say? He said say three times in that verse. And he only said, believe only once. So it sounds to me like you need to say it three times more than you believe. You've got to say. Romans 4.17 says that you call those things that are not as though they are. And Jesus said, you have to say it. Saints, Jesus told Brother Hagin that either positive or negative, he said, you will receive it. And I'll repeat that, whether you speak negative or positive, Jesus says you will receive it. A lot of us, including myself, have already been dealing with some of the things that we have been speaking over our situations and over our problems for years. We're dealing now with some of those seeds and some of those things that we've been speaking, that we had no idea that we were planting such a crop. Because I believe if we had a thought and realized that what we were doing, we wouldn't have been doing it. Praise the Lord. Think about that. When you speak, you're either agreeing with what the devil says or what the Word of God says. Remember, one of the most powerful prayers in the Bible is the power of agreement. In Matthew 18, 19, Jesus says, I also tell you this, if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. For where two or three gather together as my followers, I am there among them. And when you get into agreement with God's word, you're going to see a lot of things change, saints, whether it's in your finances or whether it's in your health. When you begin to line your word up with his word. And step number two, he says you got to do it. Your actions, he says, will defeat you or put you over. James 1.22 says, Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. He says, For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of a man he was. According to your actions, you receive or you are kept from receiving. According to your actions. That's why when you get prayed for, you need to try to do something that you couldn't do before. Even if you can only move your little finger, do something. When somebody's praying for you, do something that you couldn't do before. Stand up, move your arm, depending on what you're being prayed for. You know, Acts 14, 19 talks about Paul when he was in Lystra. It says that Paul perceived that this crippled man had faith to be healed. And it's interesting that he perceived the man had faith to be healed, but the man wasn't healed. You know what I'm saying? He perceived that he had the faith to be healed, but he wasn't healed, even though he had the faith to be healed. A lot of people can have the faith to be healed, but they don't get healed. So Paul perceived that he had the faith to be healed, but he wasn't healed until Paul said, get up. And when Paul told him to get up, he got up. So what I'm saying is, in so many words here, is so you've got to say it. You got to say it, 
you got to do it, and you got to receive it. As a matter of fact, step number three is receive it. The power of God is always present, always here, and but you have to make a man a demand on God. Jesus said somebody touched him. In other words, someone made a demand on him, and healing power flowed out of him. And in this case, it was. In other words, the healing power is always here. The presence of God is always here. So if anybody needs healing, the presence of God is here to heal. And you have the faith to be healed. All you have to do is receive it, believe it, and receive it. Are you hearing me? Jesus said, somebody touched me. In other words, someone had made a demand on him, healing power, flowed out of him, and in this case, it was the woman with the issue of blood that made a demand on Jesus when she reached out and touched his cloak, and she said, and she received. She said, she received. You know, the Bible tells us that a throng of people was around Jesus that day, but only one person got healed. One person. Step number four, tell it. When God heals you, tell it. I tell everyone all the time how God has healed me of so many things. As a matter of fact, I gave a testimony last night. In May when I was here, I gave a testimony of how God healed my thyroid. Uh, I forgot what, oh, Father's Day, uh, the enemy attacked me on my back and stuff, and I couldn't hardly move, and I prayed. By, David prayed, and we prayed, and it was still no better, but the next morning it was 98% better. It just took overnight, but he got there. You just pray and you believe. And you got to tell it. Don't be embarrassed. Tell what God's doing for you. No matter who you are or who you're talking to, make sure that you get, make sure that God gets the glory. Because I, me, I, I can't heal a fly and neither can you. But the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you can. He just flows through you. He flows through me. He doesn't flow through me any more than He does through you. Being a pastor doesn't give you any more power. You got the same. All you have to do is just apply Whatever the soul impresses upon the body, the body's got to do it. If it's something good, something evil, whatever, the body's going to do it. Saints, we need to be talking about what God is doing in our lives instead of always talking about what the devil's doing. The scripture tells us how to renew our minds with his word. In conclusion, it is a daily choice to be carnally minded or to walk in the spirit. Speak the word to your body. Speak the word to your mind. Speak the word to every circumstance that mountain can't stand. This has been Speak the Word, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Joanne Ramsey. We're glad you've joined us for today's message. Speak the Word is made possible by support from listeners like you. If you'd like to hear more from Speak the Word, visit us online at speakthewordministry.net. There, you can also learn more about Pastor Joe, purchase audio CDs or DVDs, and watch and listen to other radio messages from Pastor Joe. Again, just go to speakthewordministry.net. Pastor Joe will be right back with a closing prayer. But first, if you've benefited spiritually from this radio program, We'd appreciate your prayers and financial support as we continue this broadcast on this station. Your gift of any amount today will provide free teaching resources to other listeners who cannot afford them. Contributing is easy. Just visit us on the web at speakthewordministry.net. While you're there, 
You can make a tax-deductible contribution through credit card or PayPal. No gift is too small, and any donation will help us continue the work of the gospel here at Speak the Word. Again, our web address is speakthewordministry.net. You can also write to us at Speak the Word Ministries, P.O. Box 9175, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23450. Again, that's P.O. Box 9175, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23450. Our telephone number is toll-free, 855-505-2297. That's 855-505-2297. Pastor Joe and her team also welcomes your emails, and we would be happy to pray for you. Our email address is speakthewordministry at cox.net. That's speakthewordministry at cox.net. And now, here again is Pastor Joe. I thank you, Lord, that you're raising up these soldiers to be warriors for the end days. And I thank you, Lord, that we're raising up soldiers to stand their ground. We're raising up soldiers that can keep their armor on at all times, 24-7. I pray, Lord, to God that you'll impress upon them that we truly are in a spiritual war. We're in a spiritual battle and that we cannot afford to take our armor off for one second, that we must wear this spirit of armor 24-7. I pray, your Lord, that you will anoint the lips, and I pray, Lord, that you will impress upon them to only speak what you say so that they can reap the harvest that you so much want to give them. I pray for healing and health in their bodies and prosperity in their finances or whatever their needs are tonight, Lord. I pray a special blessing upon all those that are in here tonight. And I pray, Lord, a hedge of protection around each and every one of them. In Jesus' name, I praise you and I thank you. Amen. From Pastor Joe and all of us at Speak the Word Ministries, we're glad you've joined us today. Once again, thanks for listening. And join us next time here on Speak the Word. Speak the Word to every circumstance That mountain can't stand Against the Word, the Word of God Against the Word